transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. We go ma 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 matinee edition with Lucas and Jared. Beep you. All right, slowed it down for you. Yeah, you know. Last week we did the ska mix. You keep it smooth this week. This week and the scatting mix. Yeah, this week we did down tempo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. For you know, episode what eighty five. It's, uh, it's best to you know bring it bring it into the evening mood. Um, little uh, little early. Yeah, it is. We're actually recording this later than uh, we usually do. Usually, I'm out of here by now. Yeah, it's, we got. Let's let's do a little uh, uh, early pod call to action that we will eventually reiterate according to uh, uh, advertising theory. Um, this today we are recording not just Mad A edition, but under further review with myself. As the guest, this is true. Lucas is is gonna be we'll on have, under for the review. We'll have the full uh, full squad. Full squad. The full the full. What's the acronym? The uh, UFR squad. Oh, yeah, the UFR. <laughs> we'll have to get we'll have to get matching jackets. <laughs> matching Leatherman jackets. Matching windbreakers. Oh, because <laughs> Leatherman Leathermans are. How about an embroidered sweater vest? How the fuck is that back, by the way? Sweater vests are, you know, uh, there's not really, they're not an all-weather sort of sort of clothing vessel, you know? Yeah. It's very specific, it's a good, it's a and I don't, think, I don't think that it needs to be a thing anymore. Sweater vests had a place in time, and I don't know when that time was or what that place is. The thrifting crowd apparently has rediscovered but, the sweater vest, though. <laughs> It's because the thrifting crowd re- every now and then they rediscover something because everybody else is throwing that shit away. All the right? bomber jacket was rediscovered in twenty fifteen. Everybody else is like, okay, sweater vests are fucking over, and then so some hipster goes to Goodwill and is like, all right, I'm gonna wear a sweater vest. Clearly, Goodwill's full of sweater vests, so they're in this year, <laughs> <laughs> along with avocados. God you know? damn, it's an endless cycle. It's so funny. It's stupid. It's stupid. I mean, that that being said, you know. Hot dogs. I'm a I'm a 100 very fashionable uh, fashionable male. So yeah, that man bun is know, huge. I I you know I'm an authority on these type types of things. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So, but between me and uh, Tom Thomas Hillfinger or whatever his name is, like, <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> you know, we got we got style points up the ass. You and you and Gookie. Yeah, Gookie man. Gookie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man edition. <laughs> well, how do we start Man edition usually? Well, oh, the game minute. Hey, Got this it. is gonna be a two pronged game minute. I was gonna show trailer, but the trailer sucks. Um, Marvel's Avengers: The Game. That game looked. I will say that game looked. If, is it the one that's been been like out for the, a year? Yeah, has been critically panned at every turn because it looks bad. <laughs> so it's like, so the looter shooter. And the like that style of game has gained a lot of traction over the past few years. Okay. The Division, uh, Outriders, Destiny—they all fall into that category. More, some more than others. Okay. Marvel's Avengers, and it's very easy to make a live service model based on that, with like every once in a while there being an expansion or some shit. Yeah, that's fair. And so Marvel's Avengers tried to do it. They first started off Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Black Widow, Captain America. Great. Like, those are all playable characters? All playable characters. Okay. And and uh, Kamal Khan, Miss Marvel, was also in the main mix. The story revolved around her. Okay. I was going to say, that, that would have been a random one. If the, 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 the story setup is interesting. It's like there's a big catastrophe. It gets pinned on the Avengers, and they essentially lose their good name. And it aimed, essentially, like, coerces the U.S. government into rounding up in humans. Like, uh, that type of shit. Yeah, yeah. So... Like, um, I know, fucked up. <laughs> and it's like a good setup for a story. But 
sucks that the gameplay is incredibly repetitive. I played it for the first time because it went on Xbox Game Pass. Mm. And I was immediately put off by something. There is an XP booster in that game. So you can pay extra money on top of the asking price of the game yeah. to get double XP and rank up your characters faster. What's worse is that they added that a few weeks ago. They'd been promising since launch of the game over a year ago that they would never add something like that. Which means that they're desperate for money. Yeah, I mean, that's just stupid. Like, stuff like that is so... It's needlessly hostile. It's, yeah. You're just asking for people to just pump money in. That's what you want. And, I don't know. It takes away from the authentic authenticity of the gameplay, in, yeah. a, in a way, you know? You know what's crazy? They at, they've they added, since launch, um, Kate Bishop, Clint Barton, and Black Panther as playable characters. Okay. But they've given those away for free. You want to you want to add content, <laughs> add playable characters, add playable characters, and charge like ten bucks for one of them. Yeah, you know, along with like a mini story of side missions. Yeah, like that's definitely a way to like expand that and rake the, in some more for sure. The XP booster just screams people don't like our game because they can't rank up fast enough. Let's charge them an extra twenty dollars. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, it's so it's like it, and they immediately got so much shit for it. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if they've been saying or alluding that they to the fact that like they wouldn't do something like that, you know, exactly. Like, yeah, all but but like, that game's been that game like has been in trouble since it launched. Like, yeah, that game has not ever had uh, a good moment. I know. Since I, well, when they put out the first trailer, I remember watching the first trailer and being like, okay, they have like an incredible like voice cast, like iconic like video game voice actors. Like, and it was people with fucking resumes from all over that industry. Awesome. Great. You know? Yeah. But then the, I was like, these character designs sort of look like shit. <laughs> and, they do, man. They were all like really boxy looking and like. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was strange. Like, and I was just like, hey, there's something slightly off-putting about this. Yeah. Like just, just off-putting enough for, for that I was apprehensive. I didn't pre-order the game. Yeah. And it came out. And they were like, the story's fine. It's like a C-list event comic. But there's like nothing to do after it's finished. Except for like can either pay money for levels in your characters. Mm. Or or pay money for cosmetics for your characters. Or do the same shit you've already done 30 times. Hmm. It's like, this just sounds lame. And it yeah. seems like they're bolstering an already lame product. In attempts to make it more engaging by getting more shit for the, like playing it. You have to pay more money. <laughs> yeah, that. I, yeah, it it just it doesn't sound like that. That's going to be a good building block into yeah. future stuff. Honestly, you know, and this is one of the interesting things with Marvel. I think they do dumb fucking licensing decisions all the time, and it's it's a Disney thing more than it is a Marvel thing. Like the EA contract for uh, Star Wars games. Oh. Like and like three games came out of eight years, and they canceled like fifteen more. Well, it's like, yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's like they get involved with, like, making too many announcements and too many things that they can't prom like, they can't fulfill. They just yeah. promise, promise. And then, yeah, they just eventually take what they can and it's like, you know, we'll end the whatever partnership or whatever. It, it, it's a strange it's dynamic. Strange. Yeah. Like what Disney brings. Because they, I feel like they can get, they can get away with that in a way because they're so big, they can just, like... They can endlessly sort of say like, "Well, let's try out oh, working with this studio or that studio yeah. or whatever." And and this is not a this is not a like uh, a studio that's made nothing before. Square Enix developed this, the Final Fantasy guys. Yeah, and that that's why it's even more disappointing. It's just sort of like you're, you you know, know, it's like you know people do expect good game yeah. good games from it's there, like from um. Games like that. I mean, like, and sometimes you do see what should be a fucking home run just flop. Look at the last night which came out last week, mm. directed by Ridley Scott, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, um, fucking Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, <laughs> and the, oh, I'm forgetting her name, but she's awesome, uh, Villanelle from Killing Eve. And it flopped at the box office. Hard. Harder than anything this year. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's just a symptom of how movie going is, right? Like, movie going already is like it's hard to drive people to the theaters with big box office fucking things yeah and so like anything that's not part of a franchise or part of a big 
like flashy fucking movie series is going to be hard pressed to like get good numbers. Yeah. It's remarkable that things like Halloween kills posted like the best box office numbers. I know. Hey, good for them though. Yeah. I mean, hell yeah. I I do think Halloween has a notoriety though. Yeah. But I mean, horror hasn't been a staple in the movie theater in a while. You yeah, know I, mean? I, I like, guess you're like, right. There hasn't been like solid big movies coming out. What about you know, like, Spiral? Oh, dude. I mean, although I'll give I, a fuck although, about although Saw that, Forty. That, that'll be the first Saw movie I probably want. I probably will, will watch because I do want to watch so it like, just for the sake of like watching it. But who, who was it? Like uh, it was like Chris Sam, Rock. Yeah, Chris yeah. Rock and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, they were both involved in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think like. I think it's a weird time for movies and yeah, movies that are like one-offs, even if they're really big and grandiose, yeah. like it doesn't have the same, like a, a pull for like the crowd these yep. days because, because there's also simultaneously, you know, things that just pop up on streaming yeah. and, you know, it, it's turned into this interesting dynamic. I mean, we've, we've been talking about that theoretically happening and then we've watched it happen. Yeah. I remember uh, when we were recording in my old apartment yeah. in downtown Olympia and that's when Scorsese said that the box office or like in the movie theaters have been tainted essentially by, by like popcorn films. And we, we, at that point we're like, there's a probably streaming is more reasonable for some of this now. Like, yeah, we might just have to adjust our expectations for how certain films are delivered to us. Yeah, and though I do kind, of, I do still kind of agree with that. It's like it's the longer it goes on, it, it you sort of realize like what his point I think was, and and, it, and it's that yeah, just because these other movies aren't being as successful, it's unfortunate that they're being boxed out of the movie theater yeah. because these big popcorn flicks are are the, hey, what's successful. Here's my thing. Here's you know my thing I mean? though. The like uh, akin to Olympia Film Society or like I me mean, Tacoma now, the Grand Cinema in Tacoma. There are these small independent theaters that have a vastly wider variety of films coming to them. Maybe it can finally give them a chunk of the market. Some of these more specialized, some of these more not specialized, but more open yeah. theaters. Yeah, but not every town has has some exactly. Like that, you know, not and like and we're we're so we're in know. big enough cities that there is some independent theater presence. And so it's you know it's just difficult. Like some guy, I, from, so, yeah, some I, poor guy in Yelm not gonna be able to fucking watch uh, uh, Wes Anderson. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, if a Wes Anderson movie doesn't go to the main th- movie theater, yeah, you know that was hyperbolic. I mean? like, but yeah, you get yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, it, it's turning into a strange dynamic. Like, um, uh, my roommate and, and Nadine were watching Dune last night. Yeah, and you know, I watched a little bit of it, but I wasn't interested in watching it because I don't want to watch it at home. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like that movie is a great example because even the director, when they HBO announced that they were going to be doing oh, it was a, an slate, a slate of releases, you know, it, it, he was one of the directors that was like, that's going to fuck over my movie. You know, yeah. like the numbers aren't going to be big enough for the first part of this movie to reflect that there should be a budget behind the second part of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it does kind of suck, you know, if you think about it, like. So I don't know. I, I definitely like encourage people to pick and choose what they go see in the theater for sure. But if you don't put your money behind things, you know, like Ridley Scott's newest film or, you know, things like The Green Knight or Yeah, The Green Knight budget, flopped hard too, which is a shame. Because it, it's supposedly a really fucking good movie. Yeah. Like, you know, and so it's just, it, it, it is. It's a shame that those kind of things are not working out in lieu of people wanting, you know, Black Widow or... Or or Spider Man, yeah, or Spider Man. What what a segue! Um, <laughs> a continuing segue. the gaming minute slash matinee edition. Hey, <laughs> um, we're watching the trailer for Uncharted. You know what Uncharted is, right? Barely. It's like if Indiana Jones was played by uh, somebody impersonating Nathan Fillion, and it was a game. Yeah, the thing I most <laughs> know about Uncharted was that when they first started talking about doing an Uncharted movie. They people wanted Nathan Fillion. In yeah, it. But and actually, they've been talking about it for so long that he's now too old to play. The he did role a, that they like a few years ago. He did a short Uncharted short film. Yeah, okay. and it was very well received. 
Yeah. I mean, he's like, like I said, he was one of those like fan casts. I think people really like latched onto it seemed like. Yeah. Well, it's because he's fucking perfect. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know what role, what's the name of the role Um, or the name of the, the character. Oh my God. Why am I, why is it escaping because me? Because Nathan Drake. Nathan, def- yeah. Okay. Nathan Drake and then Soli's being, so Nathan Drake is being played by Tom Holland, which for those that didn't know, that is why I emphasized Spider-Man a moment ago. So, um, so n- Tom Holland, and this is what I'm interested in. I'm not familiar with the games at all. Uh, Very Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider-esque. If people were looking for Nathan Fillion to play the role like five years ago. Yeah. Like it's a pretty, it seems like a pretty big <laughs> character leap to all of a sudden have the boy man, Tom Holland, like, yeah, like you know, playing the role. It's like, I, it's like I've heard might they as were, well put Timothy Chalamet in it. I've heard that they were trying to go younger. <laughs> it's, it's, and so it's, you know they hope that they can make a franchise out of this. Yeah, which actually I think if there's a video game like movie franchise that could come around that actually works. Mm. Uncharted's ripe for picking, you know? Yeah. We haven't had an Indiana Jones in like a decade. Because let me ask you, like in terms of like, do you, I don't know if you're familiar, but if, it, like in terms of like the age of the character in the game. Definitely older. Yeah, like more like Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Actually, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> saying that Mark Wahlberg would probably be a better Nathan Drake. That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> and that, um oh, oh, that somebody... Who was it? The dude who played the bad guy in uh, Avatar with the Blue People. You know, I've, I've never watched that movie. Really? Oh, no. you you'd immediately recognize him. You remember that uh, the fucking Don't Breathe movie trailer? The the blind dude. Oh yeah yeah. You know what I'm talking about that guy. Okay. He's a notable actor of some sort. He, he was heavily positioned to play Cable. Hmm. I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, a lot of people have been saying that Marky Mark would be a better Nathan Drake, just because he's a bit older, still has a decent physical presence. Well, and that that that's kind of what I was wondering going into this was like, from from my understanding, like I said, that that was kind of it. It was like I feel like they're skewing real, pretty young with the character. Yeah. Stephen so Lang, we'll watch this. Ste- Stephen Lang or whatever. But oh yes, that he should play who Mark Wahlberg is playing. Interesting, because I guess even in the games, the Sully, who is Mark Wahlberg's character, mm-hmm. is like gray balding yeah. wearing wearing a Tom, Tommy Bahama shirt you know like that type of thing yeah so it is it is like a slightly different aesthetic I'm still intrigued we'll watch the trailer yeah let's check it out like a mixture between Indiana Jones and National Treasure. And, and National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland, the world's first 17-year-old bartender. <laughs> it's crazy that he's actually 25. <laughs> it is. Doesn't look it. He probably is getting tired of being cast as a, as a teenager. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be true. It's another trailer that's using a, some classic rock. Yeah. I think this is a decent use of it, actually, though. Classic. Antonio Banderas. Oh, no, that... So is he playing Spider-Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Uncharted look. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It literally look, it looks like when Tom Holland's rocking the, the Uncharted look, it looks like somebody on Halloween yeah. dressing as the character. <laughs> this is like a classic gaming sequence. Eh. Yeah, I mean, eh. honestly, I'm probably, I'm personally going to miss that one. I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to watch this. I mean, it, once it's out at home, may, maybe. If I hear really good things, I'll watch it at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm definitely, I don't know. It's just, you can tell that we're unimpressed because the trailer's not even over and we're <laughs> saying how much, how mediocre it looks. Yeah, it definitely. I don't so know. yeah, it that's just, that. This guy right here, that's the guy. So that's Sully in the games. 
That's not Mark Wahlberg. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. The, oh, I mean, for idea. me, Tom Holland's falling into this cat dangerous category, and I hate to hate on him, but he's falling into this dangerous category where, like, I just, I'm not really impressed by his acting all the time. No, he's like, a good he's Spider-Man. Like, he's a very one-dimensional kind of actor. Yeah. And... He's a great, yeah. He's a great Spider-Man, and that—that's the kind of pocket that he's like he's good in. Is Hopefully, like, he, the, it's like kind of. If he doesn't differentiate himself in something team. else immediately after No Way Home, or yeah. whenever he's done playing Spider-Man, he's gonna turn into the next Daniel Radcliffe. Well, where yeah, I, where it, everyone sees him as like one specific character. Until he shows his dick on stage. What? <laughs> that was the whole thing with, Dan- with Radcliffe, right? He did. I didn't know he did, that. He did this turn in this play called Equus, and it's like it's about like fucking horses or something like that. And like what? And like part of the, the role that he was in was like you know being nude on stage, and so you know artists. Yeah, it was, um, it was like it was like his his break away from Harry. Like I'm no longer Harry Potter. Here's my dick. <laughs> That's what Tom Holland's gonna have to do. She's gonna post her that. Um, no, but I mean like. It's, it's like you're, I mean, there's a reason we only see Daniel Craig in like one blockbuster every like decade. It feels like he, like he was in, uh, he was in now you see me or something. You talking about Daniel Craig or Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, okay. I, I did say Daniel Craig. Yeah. Daniel I like, Radcliffe. I was, like, he, he, I was like, you're talking about Bond, man. Yeah. Um, no, he's in other stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> Memoir Blanc. Uh, the, uh, Memoir Blanc. <laughs> no, but yeah. like Tom Holland's, get, he, he's at risk of becoming a typecasted actor. Yeah, which which I mean, for somebody who could have like some future in movies, very very obviously, yep. like it's it's just like I don't know. I think it's, it's a weird pocket to w- watch people get into, and you see it with actors all or the time. Or he can just you know? be Robert Downey Jr. and endlessly play one character. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. But that's the thing. I mean, I feel like even even in in, he in only the past, p- to Holland Tom Holland has expressed that he's like. He doesn't want to play Spider-Man he's, forever. Yeah, he's wanting to get out of Spider-Man because I think he probably knows what it's doing to his like personal actor image. You yeah, know? I mean, like look at look at what the um, like the direct uh, John Watts said about Spider-Man: No Way Home today. Actually, he said um, that it's it's Spider-Man Endgame. Yeah, and, yeah. There's been like you know, talks of like you know with the new Spider-Man movie where it's like. Yeah, this is like you know, if we were we were to revisit these characters after, it'd be, it'd be movie, totally it'd different, be different and whatnot. Like so, the game has changed, you know, like shit like yeah. that. Which is good. I mean, like I really, I genuinely hope that they they're shaking that up because yeah. because they got to find a way to move away from Tom Holland eventually. Otherwise, it's just gonna be they they laid the, the groundwork that Miles Morales is somewhere. Fair Give enough. us the goods, Marvel. Give us the dude from the 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 kid who plays Lucas in Stranger Things as Miles Morales. Oh, <laughs> it's a great casting. <laughs> the um, yeah. what's his name? Caleb or something like that. Caleb yeah. something. Right? Caleb McLaughlin, I think. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think so. Uh, but Whatever. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just um, it's yeah. A role like this in Uncharted isn't going to do him very much you know, good service. Because I think, this cause the movie is going to be because this is a Sony film. I have a feeling it was attached to Spider-Man. I mean, maybe. Like, I, it seems like something scummy enough that Sony would do. But this is also like a movie that's been kind of coveted, right? So like they've been trying to yeah. pull it off. Like it's a it's a series that like has like a really special place for the gamers, and that's why I think it like like it had has become kind of like a, a focal point where it's like you know anytime there's news on the Uncharted movie, it, <gasps> it, it, it like flooded <laughs> yeah. the internet for a moment, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think I think this is just going to be one of those cases where the movie is going to not be well received, and it's going to be like thrashed onto like the actors. Mark Wahlberg's oh, yeah. going to walk away from it just fucking fine because he's Mark Wahlberg at this point. But Tom Holland, yeah. I, I hope Mark, he doesn't Mark, bear the brunt Mark, of it. But Mark Wahlberg's going to be like, I'm going to always fall back on Waterburger. Dude, he's not going to go. Like he doesn't. Like, he's a, he's established. At this I don't point. see Mark you know Wahlberg I mean? in like one thing. Mark Wahlberg's like uh like a. Like a generation removed from like from Bruce Willis, okay? Yeah, like, he's, like, he's like a Bruce Willis of like that like that age range where it's like, yeah, he's just like you're not gonna like he was it, Mark Wahlberg is like I feel like if The Rock is like the next era of these like over the top action stars, Mark Wahlberg is a step behind him with like fifty percent less charisma. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> The Rock being is like an interesting example just in general though, just because like. 
I really wonder how much longevity The Rock has, seeing as he's a dude in his fucking 40s already, right? And so it's like, obviously he's the most electrifying man in The man in black can keep going. The man in black. God oh, I thought the it. electrified thing was a punt. No, no, that's that, that was like his whole, like, that's like The Rock's, like, tagline, right? The, really? I'm, I'm the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, or oh, his, his yeah. move, The Rock, The People's Elbow is the most electrifying move <laughs> in <laughs> sports entertainment. Now whenever I hear <laughs> The Rock and Electrifying, I'm like, is this a Black Adam pun? I re- no. God. Hey, shout to the Christian yeah, down at the Sounders getting fucking rock bottomed yesterday in the middle of a soccer game. Oof. I showed you that video. The you Rock commented it, on it. You got to take it. Every now and then. I mean, personally, I would have given him a Stone Cold Stunner, but. <laughs> <laughs> Just soccer match turns into a wrestling. <laughs> a wrestling debacle, man. Yeah, you know, it, it'll be. Yeah, just, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think the Uncharted movie is going to be the next big video game movie. Neither, I'm going to stick that claim right now. You know, <laughs> for me, watching a trailer, Sony sucks at making trailers. Yeah. If, if <laughs> it's one of those things where I wouldn't be surprised, like that Tomb Raider movie that came out a few years ago, like it, the one that had no hype, had no hype, but apparently was fine. Yeah. Like it was like inoffensive enough. What's the red notice? Ooh. Red notice. Yeah. Oh, we're just talking about the rock. Um, but yeah, we'll watch this. Why not? We don't really have too much of a set list today. The, um, but like, um, Motherfucker. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes that same way. Like, it gets little fanfare and people are just end up being indifferent or it's going to get ripped to shreds. Yeah. So, so shall we? Red Notice? Actually, I've stopped caring about that and I've moved <laughs> on to the next thing. That I Scream care about. 2022. The new Scream movie trailer. It's like... Oh, the classic intro. Let's, let's get this shit. But modernized. Oh, there's texting involved. This isn't Amber. This isn't funny, Amber. Would you like to play a game, Tara? She looks like discount Selena Gomez. Yeah, well, Amber's a fucking bitch for pulling uh. off this prank, okay? You got slashed. Oh. What? Oh shit, Ghostface gonna get you. Is that actually what they call the killer? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was his man. That was the the mask. This January. Oh, it's gonna be bad, dude. Hello? No way. Is it like bring back the original cast? Bring it back some of them. I mean the ones that didn't die in absurd fashion. That's a good transition, actually. You going bad? I've been through this a lot. Three other like times, actually. Killer. Or maybe four at this point. Here's the. Oh, oh, see, you got Courtney. Oh, you're dead. You go. Not the kid in the wheelchair. Hey, man. It's that guy. Everybody's fair game, okay? It's the boys. The boy's boy. I bet David Arquette dies in this movie. 100%. He outlit, He lived way longer than he should have in the early ones. Is this guy... He's just like a normal dude though, right? Oh, that's a broken ankle. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like... He's the son of one of the other fucking murderers. Yeah, well, that's, that's always it. It's like the it's, it's you killed my the, fuzzer. Uh, yeah, like it's like just some normal fucking dude or not, whatnot. I don't know. That looks all right. I will say. Ooh, cancel before this thing starts. I'll I'll watch that, but I'm not gonna like. I don't know. I'm not as excited about that as I am as I was about Halloween Kills. Yeah, it's know. one of those. It's one of those things where um. I don't really have much. Like, I I didn't really watch Scream as a kid. Well, Scream's awesome. The, the Scream series is fucking great. Really? Hell yeah, I, dude. The Scream movie series is fucking is, is legit. This it's, is just, get... it's just fucking... It's stupid. It's like it went the way of like... It jumped the shark, right? Um, I'd say like it jumped the shark when MTV tried to make a show. And then there was a, a Scream, Scream show? show? 
And that was like about the same time that they were doing like they tried to do like a Teen Wolf show, you know. And so it was these oh, really like God. these really like uh, quasi CW heavy like yeah you know s kind of fucking things. And and it's just like don't I don't know don't try and bring that to a, a horror franchise. It doesn't really make sense there. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I'm intrigued. Like like in the same way with uh, fucking that's closer to how I feel about Uncharted. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, the Scream looks. 500 times better than Uncharted, that's for sure. To me, like, as somebody that doesn't... I don't give much clout to the to the Scream name. Yeah. That well, said, I'm not much of like a classic horror guy. You're the second person recently that has called that classic horror. And, and it's definitely not <laughs> classic horror. Okay, fair enough. Like, it's, I guess, it's, yeah. It's like... Yeah, the Scream movies started coming out in the late 90s. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> fuck. I mean? Maybe not the like, mid to late 90s. Okay, but, fair enough. Yeah, they're like they're like they reference classic horror, which is what's was which is what's cool about those movies. Okay, okay, here here it is, horror outside of my era. Which, but what, but the <laughs> horror like that, and that's but that's the thing you gotta like if you're if you're interested in horror at all, you have to look outside of, of your yes. era because the, the current era like era that, of horror it's also is worth just noting. fucking it's also, garbage. It's also worth noting. I'm not really much of a horror guy. <laughs> yeah. The um. But if it's good, I'd be willing to watch it. You know, it's one of those things that comes down to how I see it received. And that'll sort of determine whether or not I go watch it in theaters or whether I watch it at home or whether I watch it at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, What is this shit? Oh, no, that's one of those fake. I saw a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer 2 come up from four days ago from probably some stupid YouTube channel. It is really like. They're fucking everywhere, man. Cowboy Bebop. Why not? Yeah, the Cowboy Bebop show looks looks hella interesting. Cowboy Bebop's fucking legit anyway, but Cowboy Bebop is a blast. Yeah, it's like this live series. The only the and I, you know no hate on, on John Cho, but John Cho. The only thing that looks bad about this so far is is, is him, <laughs> because he he just looks older than you'd want the, than you expected the character to be. Yeah. But other than that, the action looks fucking legit. <laughs> like I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna have a lot of like really cool aesthetic. I love these camera movements. It's so over the top. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they they really. It looks like they're gonna pay a good good attention to, you know, the anime series, which is. Yeah, it's very much that heightened aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, he just, I don't know, like, for some reason, John Cho just looks a little too old for Spike. But. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think he looks terrible, though. He doesn't look terrible, but. Yeah. The choreography is pretty, going to be pretty dope. Fuck yeah! Great yeah, camera work. This is just gonna be a fun, a fun sh- series. It's like supposedly coming out fairly, fairly soon. I know, like the Netflix just reacquired the rights to stream Cowboy Bebop the anime series, so and probably did that just in time to watch to put that out before this show. Yeah. And of course, the music is great, on point. Which, if you didn't get the music right about about this, you're immediately fucked. Yeah, November nineteenth. Damn, right around the corner, man. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking cool. That looks like a good time. Yeah, I will you, stick around on Netflix for that. You know, I actually oh, speaking speaking of some interesting stuff coming up, we were we're gonna talk about what if in a minute. We're gonna talk about only murders in the building, but getting us on a Marvel. Do you see that? Essentially, to avoid the Batman, Marvel has delayed all their movies two months. Yeah, I did see that. What a what a wild thing to pull is like waiting for the reaction from DC fandom and then being like, "Well, oh, fuck, <laughs> that looks too good for us to compete with." Yeah, like, I can't blame them. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I can't either because I think what's, what may or may not happen with that movie is that people are going to, like, realize, with the Batman, that they're going to realize that, like, comic book movies hopefully can be more than what Marvel has been doing. Yeah. Which has gotten kind of, like, unfortunately kind of formulaic. Yeah. And high, high production value and dumping money into something does not always make it good. And if the yeah. Batman is, like, like, and for the most part, Marvel has done a good job. Especially, I feel like Shang-Chi mixed it up well, you know? And we're yet to see Eternals, but the, um, the it's been overwhelmingly positive. Harry Styles has a role. Harry Styles is apparently in it as Eros, who, <laughs> uh, which is fucking weird. Why would he we're be the be, brother of Thanos? We're going to be on the shit list. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be on the shit list. I'm not a big... I, I think I will pass judgment when I actually see him act. Yeah, I mean... I've only ever seen that in Dunkirk. I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess, he fucking like, died. Like... The Eternals movie is, is interesting looking for being, like, a fresh cast of characters. But I definitely am getting, like, less interested in it as it goes yeah. on. Like, it looks kind of... It looks like it's going to have, like, a fairly, like, average storyline. Yeah. That will maybe introduce some cosmic elements to it. Yeah. Um, while celebrating the diversity of the cast. And yeah. though that we, is cool, that's not really what I'm going to a fucking Marvel movie for. So Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's one of those things they, they, it's going to have to strike a balance. Like, they have to really, like, show that there's going to be some good stuff rather than just, like, the random, like, Icarus fight scene with a with a deviant or yeah. something. Apparently they... I'm not really sold. Like, I've never been a huge Angelina Jolie fan. And so really? it's just sort of like, you know, she's not... I don't know. It's just I'm 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 gonna withhold full judgment, but that movie looks like it's gonna be a very average, it, yeah, Marvel, Marvel movie. I'll, um, I'll look forward to Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm I can't really say much. Like I'm fucking hyped for Spider Man for sure. Eternals. The first trailer I was like, this is incredibly like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, but I don't know enough, and I'm not familiar enough with the comics to be like genuinely excited. Yeah, that, that's where it's at. It's where it's like, you know, it, they really have to make it a play to change up or shake up something in the MCU yeah. in order to pull that off because and you know, it just yeah, there's like there's other things that people want to get hyped about yeah. coming up and that one I think I think with them even like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is which is the movie that would be going head to head with the Batman is shaping up to be incredibly interesting. Totally. And at least at least from what we've heard as like we there hasn't been much but just like the inklings we've heard and the stuff that's been setting up towards it it's looking like it's going to be a fairly big film at least in the current era of the MCU yeah cool cool but if the batman is phenomenal it could set a new bar yeah well, and it, i think exactly. that's what they're worried about i mean they already showed dc already and warner brothers already recently showed that you know, small pictures with limited budgets can be successful with characters that people know, like with when they made the Joker. Yeah. And if they take that similar mentality and apply it to the Batman, uh, you know, and kind of do a more reserved, you know, movie with like, with some cool stunt work that really works well and like is visually appealing, but like maybe not, you know, uh, completely over the top. I think they'll find that yeah, hopefully that sticks and like sticks with people a little bit more. Just because I don't know, like I think as a movie goer, you get really tired of seeing those characters compete in the same in the same formula that Marvel has been doing. Yeah, and so you're just sort of like, well, it's obviously not working for them. Like, why are we seeing another Batman go try and you know be yeah. this big you know character? Why are we trying to see another big Superman movie? Like. You know, it's good that they're shaking it up. You know, the Batman, I, the Batman looks like it's going to be interesting. Although the, the the weakest part about it so far, like that we've seen to me, is for sure the Riddler aspect. Like, like yeah. the Riddler, like it it, it looks interesting, and we don't yeah. really know what they're going to be doing. You with don't. It. There's just been like a lots of like lots of circulation that's kind of like a jigsaw heavy and like inspired character. Yeah. And stuff. So it's like I wonder. I, I wonder I, if the Riddler's going to go full full murdery or not. My mind know? kept going to like um, Zodiac. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it just, it, I mean, just depends on like, you know, what they do with the character, you know, they you have, know, there's if, been shots where he's like taped up somebody's head yeah. and stuff like that, you know, yeah. I, you yeah, know what I want to sort of see if they're doing a more grounded Batman again, a villain that I feel like would do great 
in like a current comic style setup hush i want to see a batman hush film yeah it's it'd be a really big story to pull off that's the thing though like i think like that that would be a story that would get them and get them in danger of like getting trying to emulate too big of a superhero movie in one go yeah because like that I, i agree with you that story is incredible like it, but it involves so many different characters. Yeah, and, you're you're and right. If, there. And if you don't pull that off, then people are just gonna be fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, that's the, the pickle that DC's gotten into, though. It's just, it's just like they've fucked up so many times with their their theatrical properties. Yeah, that, like, people like, are losing faith in it. Yeah, and so they're just like, you you can say something for Marvel has been consistently good enough that people haven't burned out of their films or been like, we're not going to go see this in theaters. Yeah. DC is actively running that risk because of mediocre performances. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it, wonder woman 84 did anything to help that. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, it'll be, yeah. As long as, as long as Marvel keeps doing their same thing, I really don't see them like becoming like the unpopular of the two. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I know it's one that like, and people will, people will expect have to eventually expect something different from Marvel. Yeah. And I think this is emblematic of them realizing that oh shit, something that looks really good coming up. Yeah, make sure we have to make sure we have our shit together. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully they hopefully this the Batman brings back some more healthy competition between yeah. them again. And you so know, it's less um, one-sided. Speaking of some Marvel stuff, uh you finished what if? Yeah, yeah, it was how do I say it. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a tear tonight. It was lackluster. The like, ending it, of, it builds up to a really great point, and then you're just like, "Wow, okay." So of, this team's really like fucking hodgepodgely assembled, and then they all of a sudden beat the most like powerful being in fucking existence. Yeah, like, Which, with a couple of shields and some you know, fucking like you know I do cool Star Lord gear. I know, <laughs> and it was one of those things where I was like, "This episode is very fun." It's, in concept, but the more it yeah. sat with me, like after watching, it was like that was fucking great. I had a really good time watching that. But the more I sat with it, the more I was like, these episodes need to be 45 minutes to an hour in order to feel fleshed out. Well, yeah, I mean, like it was a cool format up until they started connecting them all, which which was not what I thought. I thought it would be really cool, like that they did connect them like in that way. But, but it kind of had this reverse effect where it was like these really unique kind of offhand stories. Yeah. You didn't need to have some sort of like epic conclusion altogether. You know? Yeah, was, I would have been perfectly satisfied seeing Ultron be beaten by the Watcher, by by the but, Watcher, or yeah. be being beaten by Clint and Natasha in that universe, and just yeah. sort of accepting the reality that they beat him, but there's like it's completely melancholic because there's nothing left. Yeah, it's just them. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it was like it was just an interesting. I don't know. Just they, they like they created this really like OP character, and then they like it's like they wrote themselves into a hole, and they were just like, oh shit, well, we were, need to get rid I of think, them. I like, think also <laughs> fucked them. Was like with the Infinity Crusher being oh. such a critical part of that episode, and that being the episode that was delayed to season two. Yeah, that sucks, and that shot yeah. them in the foot. What a cool setup for that episode, though. Yeah. Intro melting down the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Fucking Iron Man in Sakaar armor and yeah. Gamora wearing Thanos' armor. Like, yeah, it's just who what the fuck happened? And, and, it, and that's what I mean. It's like you just don't get enough context to like enjoy Gamora's inclusion in the, yeah. this episode, you know? Yeah. I mean like it was visually like visually incredibly pleasing. And there were some great animated shots in it. Specifically, like the one where it's just focused on Ultron getting his shit beaten, and he's just constantly getting pushed back, unable to focus. Oh yeah, yeah. There, yeah. They're, I mean, it, the whole series had some had a cool like stylistic yeah. aspect to it. I think the problem the problem that they're going to run into or season, excuse me. Yeah, the the problem that they're going to run into in developing the next ones is like, how are they going to let this stuff stick with people? Because it didn't yeah. stick with me for long afterwards no and yeah, it was definitely like washed right off exactly it's like you stop thinking of it and there's no real need to think of it anymore i definitely think they should 100 percent not try to tie these together again yeah i think and, that hopefully that's the lesson that's learned yeah, yeah i mean like sure. look at um prime example uh killmonger in wakanda mm-hmm. like 
I wanted to see how shit went down in Wakanda because he gets yanked out of that universe right as he's cornered. Wakanda's in the background burning. Yeah. And Pepper Potts and Shuri have guns. <laughs> I'm like, what's heck, what's going to happen here? What the fuck has been going down there? Man? Exactly. It's like, show me this. Show me show me the wrap-up. Show me the wrap-up to the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the zombie thing was kind of an, a cool inclusion in the last episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was uh, it, that was fun, and there are little fun moments like that. I think that's where that that series excelled, and I will look back at it positively because of some of the fun, goofier things it did. Yeah, that uh, you would that they wouldn't be caught dead doing in live action. Yeah, well, and that's you know, I I I think that's part of the charm of the project too. It was was just that it was like the idea of what what if you know yeah what what could you do outside of like you know live action stuff you know what what can't be pulled off yeah you know and uh, yeah there's definitely some some good moments to take away from there but yeah the i think it's it's too good of a concept for them to drop well yeah it could be foolish if they like if they left it at that one season because there's so much potential you could do it could be any number of things it could be so fun yeah and um i do one one more thing before we wrap up uh only murders in the building yeah yeah so and they're clearly setting up for another season there. 100%. Um, which is good because I, I, I bet going into that, they weren't for sure uh, sold on like whether it's going to be positively received or not, you know. But fuck all, dude. It's such a good show. <laughs> that, that show is awesome. Like the twists wrap you in after every, like they make you come back for more after every other episode, you know. Yeah. Uh, the performances are really fun and yeah. you get attached to the characters really quickly, which is super strange, but that's the charm that like, you know, Steve Martin, I feel like particularly has always had and Martin short being in it was just such a fucking gem. And even, and even more from like my era, I remember watching wizards of Waverly place with my little sister with Selena Gomez yeah, on yeah, the Sel- Disney channel. Well, Selena Gomez, I think that she had a this, good performance. This, yeah, for sure. She held her own like with these two like big, actors honestly yeah and and she brought like a she brings a really strong dynamic to the ensemble when i saw that she was a part of it along with these two older actors i was like you know and yes i know and that makes it sound like i don't know who steve martin and and, uh martin short are (laughs) i i know who they are they um they're incredible in so many different films and um it was like having selena gomez in there was it, it worked better than i expected yeah uh well, I think that that what what's uncanny about this show is that it's one of those things that for Selena Gomez as an actress, it'll reflect uh, really positively. Because, Absolutely. Because this type of show where it's like a random idea that really turns into something successful and gets some momentum behind it, that you work and hold your own on screen with these two other like icons – yeah, uh, really gives her some street credit in terms of her 100%. acting ability. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Like you'll probably be able to see her go on and get better roles that will like hopefully de- continue to develop her as an actress, yeah. which will get better performances to enjoy. You know, like she was great in this series. Yeah, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing like what she does, like what maybe she does next, j- just to, because she was so good in this series. Yeah, I'm not like completely sold on it. I'm not going to go to the theater just because of Selena Gomez movie. No. But, I'm wanting to check it out way more than I thought I would. Exactly. You know? yeah, that's that's <laughs> sort of it. It's like, it, who who would have thought that I would, if I, now, if I see Selena Gomez is attached to a project, I'm going to like raise an eyebrow at least, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's something that, that's something that it's, is it's a, worth is saying. a really positive thing, honestly, coming out we're, of this. We're probably, we're probably like making this. a bit, we're probably selling her a bit short even, like, uh, especially with where she came from. Disney Channel is not known for its esteemed acting abilities. No, yeah, for Logan and Jake Paul. And yeah, and usually you get kind of lumped into that type of character, and then you just drift into like obscurity. You know, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> like you see so many actors and actresses attempt a couple Who of roles, really? and then they just fucking like. Is it like Selena Gomez and Ryan Gosling is like it? The only Disney Channel like like yeah. kids to make it out without becoming like sociopaths. Yeah, I or mean, drug addicts without having a lot of issues. I mean, look at that. I mean, even Britney Spears has issues, you know. Hey, free Britney! Britney it happened. Hey, uh, yeah, she's out. Toxic. <laughs> 
Toxic is better than the song you chose for uh, Under for the Review, by the way. Mm, maybe, man. Stronger's <laughs> a good song. It is a good uh, song. But no, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they come out with for the sec- the second season. Obviously, you know, it leaves off with a fresh murder in the building. Oh, yeah. Only murderers in yeah. the building. And I, that was also like, a funny... I like, like Tina Fey's like, cameos. Yeah. She just plays this like, you know, the big the big business podcast <laughs> person or whatever. That's mine from Tonight Ford. It's so fucking I will ridiculous. fucking sue you. <laughs> yeah. She's, oh my God, dude. Tina Fey's a gift. Yeah. When it, and that was, I wonder, like, I didn't look it up, but I wonder what, um, like, how well she's involved in that show. Because I, I feel like she wouldn't just do a cameo. Like, she's got to be, like, a producer on the show or something like that. I mean, there are, there are a small handful of notable cameos. I mean, come on. Roy yeah. Wood Jr.? <laughs> but I, that was a funny cameo. I like that one. Man, I just this like this, and that that's another thing about this series. It's you're you're able to like probably because some of the names attached to it reach out and get some like random fucking faces and actors and yeah and involved. In They're this, like, big names. And, and if you like, were if you were a comedian like a Kinder Roy Wood Jr., he's in a, he's a um he's a member of the Daily Show crew right now. Mm-hmm. Like if Steve Martin or Martin Short were like. Hey, you want to come on for like a like five minutes of screen time? We're filming in New York, right in your backyard, pretty much. Yeah, of course you'd say yeah. Fuck. No, yeah, no I'm <laughs> I good, mean, man. what? I'm good. Fuck yeah, you're gonna go do it. You're gonna get a call from those guys. Like, sorry, Steve, I'm I'm busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, man. Hey, you know what I'm really excited for? What? Uh, I see your guys' takes on my music. Oh yeah. That's it. Tune in next time for uh, under further review Lucas's playlist. Boom, that'll be coming up uh, probably near the same day that this this podcast. Yeah, so check them check for him. If you don't tune into that, we're gonna be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Then don't don't bother coming back. Don't bother coming back in this bad edition. God. You know, uh, yeah, I am man. genuinely excited. And if you are a Matt Edition listener, that ha- don't just check out that episode. If you're interested and you like that episode, listen to the rest because it is a genuinely good concept for a podcast. And I've been really enjoying listening to it. And I'm very excited to be on the show myself. Yeah, we'll be doing some more stuff. I just launched the first like collaborative playlist that we're trying to put together. Which so. is very funny. Yeah, I think, it, <laughs> I think it'll be kind of fun to try and do stuff like that in the future too. So, you know, hopefully we can get some more audience participation with some of that Let's do it. tastes and whatnot in there, you know. It's all about, it's the spice of life, man, variety. Especially music. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just got to let people... Uh, it's good to have your taste, but it's good. To, it's not. It's good to be able to like step outside your box and see uh, if you know if there's more that you want to include. You know? Yeah, that's kind of how I've always looked at it, I suppose. But shall we, shall we throw in an honorary gavel to close it out? <laughs> Which one is it? I got. There hey! it is. Okay, I got it right. We're gone. The judge gavel. <laughs> <laughs>